Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the sex rap. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Sex Rep. You're here today with Spring and Andrew, your favorite sex experts on the internet, answering your questions about sex, relationships, pretty much anything. How are you feeling today, Spring? Did you say we're here to gay? <laughs> I mean, it's not Pride Month anymore, but I can't help but gay in everything that I do. When someone says, like, don't say gay, I'm like, have you heard my voice? All the listeners here, like, you don't even know my sexual orientation. You just listen and be like, Oof, that dude is so gay. Like, so, to gay, yeah. Yeah, we are talking about... To gay. <laughs> Maybe I'll start just saying that anyway and see what happens around me in my life with people. Like, how's everyone doing to gay? <laughs> writing that down as a note too it gay be, it should, should go well in florida <laughs> yikes yeah oh florida florida is really two different states they have like orlando south which would like to separate from south alabama but i don't think that's gonna happen yikes yeah oh. it seems like a scary place to be yeah like we Not have disney world texas beautiful but. beaches and horrible laws and rules. Yikes. But I mean, I think the whole country is going through pretty serious waves of negative laws, negative rules, and, and some pretty scary stuff. Uh, and, and in the few couple weeks, we'll have additional like things to say about what's going on with Roe versus Wade. But I think, Spring, do we want to talk for just a couple minutes? Th this episode is not about abortion today, but I think that it's important that we both talk about it a little bit and normalize conversations surrounding it. So how are you feeling about this RVW? Well, I think that there was a lot of this that we expected, like as soon as RGB died, um, because that was so unfortunately timed. And we knew that this was going to be a possibility in the Supreme Court and a probability. And, you know, in public health, we've been doing a lot of work to um, try to make sure that there are resources available for people. So like, you know, there's the part of me that um, in my brain can say like, oh, yeah, I understand that this was coming and we were prepping for this, but then um, in my heart and in my soul, I just uh, feel overwhelmed and terrified and really sad. It's it's a scary time. I've been doing uterus check-ins um, to all of my friends with uteruses, uteropodies, uteri, however you pluralize it. Um, and I do have a friend who has two uteruses, so whatever. Uh, but I've been calling and doing check-ins to make sure that people are okay. Um, it's a scary time, right? Like if you have a uterus and you're having sex with somebody who makes sperm, uh, there's a chance of pregnancy no matter what you've done. Like you could have a tubal ligation, you can have a vasectomy, and babies can still happen. The best possible forms of birth control, um, the most responsible people uh, so I've been doing check-ins, seeing how people are feeling. You know, some of them have had questions about other kinds of birth control. Um, you know, we have a ton of episodes on our show if you want some additional information about like temporary, long-term, permanent forms of uh, birth control. Uh, but it's a scary time. So if you're scared, uh, 
start having conversations about it with people in your life about what you're scared about because sex is completely natural and normal and sex is not just about procreation sex about sex is about intimacy it's about closeness it's about love it's about connection it's about three minutes of getting out of your head and into your body or for some people 30 seconds and that's okay um but for me uh i think the most important thing that i've been doing now and you know of course there's the whole vote issue is just having real conversations um, about what sex is and why we need to protect women's bodies. And that's that's without even getting into, like, there are many, many, many instances where abortion is a medical necessary procedure. One out of every 50 pregnancies is ectopic. And if you have an ectopic pregnancy, the woman and the fetus don't survive. Like, it's just that simple. So... We're not going to be talking about abortion on this episode, <laughs> but we are planning some episodes where we'll um, walk you through some of these things that Andrew just said, some of the details that it's important to understand, and and we'll talk to you a little bit more about how to have some of those conversations um, because that is one of the trickiest parts we know is is how do we do that communication and that's what our whole show is about so um we're here for that and um, we're planning some episodes for y'all very soon yeah important conversation so this this is your uterus check-in if you need to have a conversation or if you need some support hit us up on our dms on social media and we're happy to chat with you um because we support you and all of that as well all right Changing gears a little bit, um, <laughs> we have a long question that came in, multiple paragraphs. Um, you know, some weeks, Spring and I, we have like one question, like one sentence. This time we have a lot of details. So we're just going to give you the rough outline of it. Um, so a listener uh, sent us a message, um, a male listener, that their girlfriend slapped them out of nowhere while they were having sex. Uh, and you know, there's additional details. It wasn't very hard, but it really upset them. And they ended up re leaving the house. Um, and then there were, there were some conversations that happened afterwards. Uh, and the girlfriend just didn't seem to understand why uh, he was upset that she was just being kinky. Uh, all right. There's more. Do we need to give some more details? Or is that enough, do you think, to start digging in? I think that's good to start. <laughs> all right. Um, so we have some episodes about kink. We have some episodes about like being more kinky. We have episodes about consent. And for me, this is a question that sort of bridges all of those together. Um, Spring and I 100% support being kinky. Spring and I both understand that sometimes people like either being slapped or slapping others during sex. There's some really, really startlingly important things missing um, in this scenario, things that didn't happen that make this not kink. It makes it some, it, it makes it abuse, right? This is just abusing someone if you're hitting them without getting consent to do so, right? Right. So when we read this question, we were very upset. And I just want to first start off by validating those listeners' feelings um, because their partner didn't do that. Their partner was unable to understand why they were upset. And Andrew and I want to say to you, you should be upset because it is not kink with the 
absence of consent, with the absence of aftercare, with the absence of these conversations about what your limits are, what your boundaries are, what you like and what you don't like, right? Without any of that, it's not kink. It is just someone slapping you and someone slapping you should never happen in a loving relationship. So yes, you have a right to be upset and you should be upset. And if your partner can't understand why you're upset, then I mean, you know what Andrew says. Wait, what do I say, Spring? What, what, what I can't the... say it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also think that it's really important in this instance to talk about, like, uh, like we often see in media or hear conversations about women being slapped. Um, and this is an instance of a man being slapped and being pretty upset by it. Um, we know that abuse happens in both directions. We know that it's pretty normalized for people to be upset when women are abused and to people to laugh when a man is abused. Um, there's no difference, right? Slapping a man, slapping a woman. If you don't have consent, it's abuse regardless. And and we want to be there and support you. And I love that Spring is bringing that support into it. Um, if, if you're ever anywhere, it doesn't have to be a bedroom either. Uh, if you're anywhere and somebody slaps you and you say, oh, I don't like that. That upsets me. And they're like, oh, I was just being kinky. It's a failure for them to understand your boundaries. It's a failure of them to understand consent. It is not your job to fix them. And Spring was saying that you should dump them. And I agree with her. Um, because like th this is one of those situations where if they don't understand that basic level, or if they don't have that basic level of empathy to understand that hitting other people is not okay without conversations and consent and communication, then this is not a person that you should be spending your life with. And, and like, you know, we talk about red flags in relationships. We talk about red flags in bad sex. We talk about red flags and abuse. This is like a triple red flag to me. It's like run out of there. Don't look back. Like ghost them. Just ghost them. There we go. <laughs> well, you can talk to them. But um, <laughs> one of the things, you know, that uh, the listener actually said in the question was um, something about, you know, this was in the bedroom. If it's outside of the bedroom, it's different. Like, I know that that is wrong. But inside of the bedroom, you know, I feel like there's kind of more blurred lines around whether this is okay or not. And so we would offer to that 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 is not true. The bedroom or wherever you're having sex, you don't have to have sex in a bedroom, wherever you're having sex, um, that context is still your life and you deserve to have your boundaries respected in all areas of your life and all interactions that you're having in your life and especially with the people that you choose to call your partners. So, so we want to say that, yes, this is abuse. Yes, this was not okay. And the only time when it's different, the only time when it's kinky is when you've had these conversations, when you've set up these boundaries, when you've set up the conditions to have safe, fun play that can involve slapping. Right. Like you don't have the pantry in your house being like, that's the room where it's okay to punch or kick somebody. Like there is no space where it's magically okay to abuse another human being unless once again, you've had that conversation. And we're going to keep talking about this when we get back. We have to take a short break, but thanks for listening, everybody. Don't hit people. Welcome back to this extra app. We're talking about slapping in the bedroom or other rooms. And I said, don't hit people. 
I was hoping Spring would chime in without consent. Um, Because I think that's the (laughs) real driver of what's going on um, in this question. Uh, So, all right. We've talked a lot. Like, kink is great, kink is fine, but kink without consent is abuse. And if you really want to be good at kink or explore kink with your partner, right, you talk about it beforehand, you make sure everything's okay, you check in along the way, and then after the event, you provide aftercare, right? Like, that's what kink is. It's all of those things. You can't just be like, bitch, slap. Like, no, that that's... That that's not being kinky, right? If you think you're being kinky because you're hurting somebody without your consent, you're not being kinky. You're being abusive. And abuse is not a kink because abuse comes without consent. So when we <clears throat> talk about getting a little kinky and saying, okay, I want to try something like some slapping in the bedroom. Okay, great. Then when we have to have these conversations first, there's a lot of things that we need to talk about before we just do that. There's a lot of things that I would suggest that you talk about before you do that, right? So when you're talking to someone about wanting to try some slapping during sex, you first want to talk about um, where you would like the slapping. And I mean, we talked about this in last week's episode with the hickeys, right? You can talk about where the slapping is okay for you. You also want to talk about how hard or how soft you like it. And you can start to play with that with somebody while you're having the conversation. So you can like try little hits, say like what level these feel like, and you can try doing those back and forth as you're talking about it and engaging in those discussions and asking questions like, how does this feel? Does this feel too hard? Does this feel too soft? And so you start to feel what different types of levels of slapping can feel like and giving feedback to that person so that you're really doing a lot to set up what exact type of slapping you like, where do you want it? How do you want it to feel? And then you're also going to talk to that person about what to do if you don't want it in that moment, if you decide that you want to take your consent back, because you can take that back at any time. So just because you agree that you wanted to be slapped during sex, if it comes to that moment and you decide that you don't want to be slapped, You don't have to be slapped anymore. You can say this is not okay. And so you also want to talk about how do you change your mind? Is there a safe word or are you just going to say stop? Or like, what is the protocol that you're going to come up with to change your mind mid interaction? Hey, baby, do you like that? No, there you go. Uh, There should be check-ins along the way. Safe words are a great way to build it in so that, you know, especially if you're moving into rougher play uh, or resistance play, like there's lots of different kinds of kinks where part of the fun for people engaging in them is the struggle or giving power back and forth uh, where, you know, sometimes things are obfuscated. It's hard to see exactly where the lines are. So having a safe word is a great way uh, then you just say the word and everything stops or slows down um, and no more of that kink happens. I also think it's really important to say like, if you have this conversation with your partner and you're like, yeah, sure, you can slap me. We'll try that during sex. And you don't like it. That is okay. Do not feel guilty about not liking it. You tried it. You gave it your best. You gave it a go. And if it's not for you, find a different kink. We have a whole episode about like love menus uh, where you can go through and figure out all the different kinds of things that you're willing to explore. If you don't like one thing, there are other things that you can try as well. Um, 
Lots of people aren't into domination and submission or masochism or sadism. And that's okay. You don't have to be in any of those four things. There are thousands of other kinks or hundreds of thousands of other kinks that you can experiment with uh, and find something that really gets both of you off. But do not feel guilty. You gave it your best try. Um, you know, and I think there's a lot of people out there who are never going to like being hit. And I think, unfortunately, there's a lot of mainstream pornography that really focuses on, you know, degrading the other person, slapping the other person, spitting on the other person um, as a form of power or control inside of pornography. And pornography is a scripted actor engaging in a role that other people are paying money for. It's not real sex. And it's where people are learning about it. And I think it's really dangerous. And I think when we see these kind of questions about slapping, like most of the time people are learning about it from pornography and, you know, spring, we've had this discussion a dozen times. Where should we not learn about good sex practices from? Pornography. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Thanks for testing me. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You know, but I think that um, one thing that we do really want to talk about also is why do you want to try something like this, right? Why do you want to try slapping? And that's also a really good conversation to have with your partner. So what is it about the slapping that feels enticing? What is it that feels interesting? Is it just because you have watched it on porn and you want to try it? That's a fine reason, right? That's actually fine. But you can talk about, you know, um, any experiences that you've had with hitting, either, you know, from childhood or with um, other partners or in any other non-consensual experiences as well, right? So having a conversation about why it's interesting to you and your history with that specific behavior is going to be very important to give your partner a more full context to understand how you might respond when it actually happens during sex, right? So if you have had some bad experiences being slapped, then yeah, when you're actually having sex, even if you're having a great time, something could get triggered and it could come up. And so if you have these conversations in advance and you talk to your partner about um, what what other histories you have around that, then you're setting yourself up for being able to have a better experience and to have a partner that can look after you and care for you and respond to whatever might be triggered during that moment. Yeah, it's really important to be paying attention to what goes on. Um, I have a story, of course, I always have a story. I have a really close friend who uh, experienced a lot of abuse growing up as a kid and had a lot of issues with intimacy. Um, And uh, she was able to reclaim a lot of it by getting into slap play because she finally felt like she was in control of somebody else and her body because she knew that she could stop it at any time and it helped her develop intimacy and it helped her deal with some of her previous past injuries growing up. Um, These situations are pretty frequent as well, but that would come out during part of that conversation. Um, But uh, let's see. Anything else that we need to cover? That wasn't the long, a long story. Anyway. There are reasons why people like getting into spanking or getting into slap play that can be really helpful for them, too. 
Yeah. And so there's a lot of reasons that people might want to do it. And you could also find out more therapeutic things or things that you like as you're engaging with it also. So we are definitely not saying like, don't try it. Um, but we're just really saying that you want to have the full experience of kink and have it be kink and not have it be abuse. And so that last part that Andrew already talked about was the aftercare and how, how are we responding after as well? So if you're engaging in some slapping, you're doing that and you have a great time. And it seems like everyone had a great time during that interaction. You still want to close it off and you still want to have a conversation after you're done with your sexual interaction and say, okay, how was that? What do you like? What could I have done better? What else might you have needed? What, what could we do next time? What, do you want to do when we try this again or do you not want to try it again, right? You want to have that conversation after that lets you feel like both or all of the people involved were able to um, like process it and give the full experience a much richer meaning as well. Yeah. All right. So thinking, is there anything else that we need to say about this question? Anything else that we need to bring up? It really comes down to enjoy kink, but only enjoy kink with consent. And then after whatever goes on, make sure there's aftercare and definitely have some way to stop what's going on built into whatever you're doing when you start adding even really light kink. I was thinking of Little Nas X. He has the song uh, with Jack Harlow where he talks about leaving his handprint on her ass cheek. Um, if you've left your handprint on anyone's ass cheek, male, female, non-binary, they deserve some aftercare. Uh, so really delve into it. And it can make you know that kind of sex all that much more sexy because it extends the act and it has like closeness and intimacy that extends beyond the potential slappy kinkiness that you're looking for. As always, it's okay to say no, right? Consent is the most important part of this entire process. And if you don't have it, don't slap people. And if you haven't given someone consent and they slap you, it's time to stop whatever is going on and let them know that like, that was not okay. Even if you like getting slapped, right? Even if you love it, if it's your favorite part of sex, getting slapped and so someone has not gotten consent for it, it is not okay. It is abuse. Until there is consent, it is abuse. All right. I... I just, I, I don't even know what the answer to this is. I just kind of want to bring it up. I just feel like there are a lot of people that like the um, girlfriend in the story think that it's okay to just try something like that in the bedroom, like in the heat of the moment, they're like feeling really into it and they just try it. They just try something without asking consent, without asking the person. Um, or maybe they've done it before with a partner even, mm. and the partner did consent to it before. And then this time they just pull it out of their back pocket, like, oh, I want to do this again, but again, without consent. Um, I, is there something, I mean, it feels really scary to be in that situation. I know that that feels really scary. And I, I'm trying to think like, yes, you want to like, I think it's best to probably stop that sexual interaction. It's probably best to like, um, get safe first before having any other discussion or conversation about it. But I'm like thinking, what, 
what else can we do? Like, I, I want more people to know that it's not okay to just try things when they're feeling, feeling it in the heat of the moment. Like what, do, do we have some advice for that? Like, I want to have advice for that. <laughs> I want to, I want to say something to that. Don't try things in the heat of the moment. There we go. No, the, <laughs> the advice is the real advice is if you're having sexual relationships with people, like, Probably not a one night stand, but if you're having like repeated sexual interactions with a person, keep it spicy, have conversations, sex during the day, like talk about those sort of ideas and build up to whatever the kink is that you're going to do. If you want to use a new kind of sex toy, wrap it up in a cute little ribbon and leave it somewhere where the other person's going to find it. So they get to be like, oh, look at this. I get to play with something new and different. You can build it into a fun conversation. You can build it into a fun surprise. But, um, you know, you can't just spring it on somebody in the moment, most of the time, right? There are some people like if you are listening to this episode and you are super kinky and into everything all the time and you know your partner well and you know that they're going to be into it, still be like, hey, what do you feel about? And then show them the thing. Just like always give somebody the option to back out, to consent, to say yes, to say no. But it's really consistent communication with that other person so that you don't take them by surprise right? Um, tons of people love being slapped. You don't slap them without their consent, right? And, and it doesn't matter what you're going to bring into sex. You always want to make sure that the other person's on board with it. And I think, you know, if you can um, just think about, you know, it's not just you and in those interactions, like in any sexual interaction, you know, everybody involved deserves to have pleasure, deserves to have enjoyment, deserves to feel safe. Um, so I think, you know, if we can start to think about those principles as guiding our sexual interactions, like everyone having them, their body be respected and being able to enjoy themselves and being able to feel safe. And if we start to think about those maybe as like, that's a guiding principle for sex, like safety and fun and personal boundaries and respect and pleasure can can we just like package that up as like that's the way we're approaching every sexual interaction let's rewrite all of sex ed and just make it about those five things like hey everybody we're going to talk about all of the various important issues but package it under those five bubbles because i think all of our sex conversations should include those including our opening conversation about women and bodily autonomy and safety right because that's really where we're going that's why we talk about sexual communication, because it gives you access to all of those different bubbles of sexual happiness as well. All right. Anything else we need to say today, Spring? Any wise words about slapping boyfriends and girlfriends? And non-binary friends. And non-binary um, friends. It just, I think we said it over and over. Ask, <laughs> communicate, talk. <laughs> yeah. And then on the other side, for me, be willing to explore, be willing to have some fun. And then if you don't like it, say no and try something else. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening today, everybody. If you have any questions about this episode, any follow-ups, or any other questions about sex, sexual health, relationships, we'd love to hear from you. You can send us an email. We're thesexwrap at gmail.com. That's rap with a W. You can call us at 413-I-RAP-IT. And you should definitely check out our social media. You can DM us there at The Sex Rap. Thanks for listening. Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, 
too embarrassed to ask at school. Or just too Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.